We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge apply. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Welcome to WTIC's Pet Talk. Today, Lori Fast takes your pet behavior questions. This is a show for you and your best friend. Call in now at 522-WTIC, 1-800-966-WTIC, or star WTIC from your cell phone if you have AT&T Wireless. And now, Pet Talk. Hello, and welcome to this week's edition of Pet Talk. This is the behavior edition. My name is Lori Fass. I am here live in the studio today. Um, I know sometimes shows are pre-recorded. Last hour, John Matulas had pre-recorded the show, so you wouldn't have had an opportunity to call in. But I am here, and I'm always happy to take your calls. Um, and if you call in early, all the lines are open. The worst case scenario, you have to be put on hold uh, during a commercial break. But I'm here, ready to take your calls. If you want to call in, that's great. And that would be at 860-522-WTIC or 1-800-966-WTIC. And as always, if you want to get in touch with me off the air, um, either it's not convenient or maybe you'd prefer to talk to me off the air, that's fine too. And the best way to get all of my contact information off the air is go to my website, which is loriefassdogtraining.com. Um, as you know, if you are a regular listener to the show, and if not, I'm going to tell you, <laughs> this show is a little different in that uh, we alternate who's hosting. So um, I am a trainer by trade. This is the behavior edition. Then we have the veterinary edition. And usually it's a pretty even swap. I do one week. Dr. Dennis does the next week. But um, the next week, because of a scheduling challenge with uh, Dr. Dennis, I'm going to be here next week too. So after next week, then it's going to be an alternating schedule. So just to clarify, you know, there is a little bit of a difference between the show. Obviously, there's certain things that we're both going to cover and other areas that we have greater expertise in. And uh, just putting that out there just to clarify. So anyway, um, what I wanted to talk about today is a little bit grim, but uh, I think it deserves um, being talked about. I saw a news story of a Texas young woman who was a dog sitter. And uh, she had gone to the people's homes whose dog she was going to be dog sitting for. And they had two dogs. Both of them were big dogs. And she met the dogs and she had no problems. They seemed 
nice. She seemed to get along with them fine. And then she came back uh, after to go take care of the dogs when the people were no longer home. And when she came back, the dogs collectively mauled her quite seriously. And fortunately, when she had gone in, she did not lock and close the door behind her. So uh, the door was still easily opened so people could come in and help her. But this wasn't after, this was not until after she had been very, very seriously hurt. And um, so the question that kind of raises is why would it be that um, she had gone to meet these dogs and they seemed fine and then she came back only to end up getting mauled. And so I want to talk about that a little bit. Uh, and then along those same lines, almost sort of an opposite story was uh, some things that were covered, I think, by the show 2020. And basically the premise was, do you think that your dog would guard your property? And so they had somebody breaking into, although they really weren't breaking in, the door was left unlocked, but they were coming into uh, different people's homes that had dogs. And the person that was coming in was wearing a full bite suit and had experience with being a decoy where you get bitten by dogs. So, uh, and the, there was lots of cameras around. And what was interesting, uh, among other things, is that a lot of people thought that their dogs would protect their home. And pretty much none of the dogs did. Uh, some of them were a little more barky than others, but uh, for the most part, they did not protect them, protect the home. Then the show, or I don't even know if it was still the same show, but once you start down the path of the YouTube videos, you start uh, seeing a lot of these things. And so then the next question was not, will the dog protect the property if you're not home and someone breaks in, but will the dog protect you? So if somebody's coming to hurt you, is your dog going to do something about it? And same kind of scenario. Somebody was wearing a bite suit and kind of came at somebody and wanted to see uh, how their dogs would do. And um, for the most part, dogs were mostly interested in just getting the heck out of there. They didn't know what was going on. And I don't even think that they necessarily knew that um, they should be doing something. But there are a couple of dogs who actually did kind of rise to the occasion and did something about it. So there's a difference between protecting property and protecting a person. And I want to talk a little bit about that. Then I also want to talk a little bit about uh, doing testing uh, for aggression or to see what your dog may or may not do, uh, maybe for placement, maybe if you're going to dog sit, something like that. And then also uh, the topic came up in um, the situation where people wanted to see what would their dog do uh, if they were going to actually train. Could you train your dog to be more protective? Could you train your dog to um, guard your property if they're not doing it already? Or could you train your dog to be a personal protection dog um, if you thought the need would arise. So those are all the things that I wanted to to cover. And so that, that's actually a lot. And there's a lot of detail to this and a lot of, you know, things that are not black and white, not cut and dry. And so it can get a little confusing. But the first thing that I want to just put out there is that uh, when the dog sitter went to go meet these dogs, she met them when the owners were home. 
And if you have a dog who is territorially protective and aggressive, they're going to act entirely differently if nobody's home. So if you come into a space with a dog and everybody's there and it seems normal and you're being led into the house, that's a little different than the dogs are there by themselves and then you're coming into their space. So that small difference is a huge difference. So even if a dog is not going to maul you, um, if you walk into a dog's space and nobody is there, that's kind of a weird thing. That does not normally happen. Most of the time, if you're coming, you're a stranger, you're coming into a home, the person that lives there is also there and you're being let in and dogs can see that. So I, I would highly recommend that even if, you know, we're not thinking about, oh, boy, you know, this could be a serious situation, which if you have a big dog, a strong dog, a territorial dog, it absolutely could be a serious situation. But even if you have a normal dog, a regular dog, um, you need to meet the dog and you need to do that. But you also need to do trial runs of going into the house when somebody else is not there because it's an entirely different situation. And um, obviously she did not do that and I don't want to blame her. But if you're working with animals and you're putting yourself in a situation where um, – you know, you could potentially get hurt. I think that's really, really important information to know. And um, I have had multiple people tell me that they have hired people to come in as sitters or walkers, and they didn't do these trial runs of coming into the home when no one was there, and they ended up having problems. Not that serious of a problem, but the dog was ducking them and didn't want to come over to them and they had trouble getting them on the leash and uh, the dogs were running away and barking and just being very uncomfortable. But that's not strange. That's That would be expected. So um, in this particular case, uh, it was more than just the dog was uncomfortable. The dog identified her as a stranger and as an intruder and um, Sometimes there's a pretty thin line between a dog being a hero and a dog, you know, doing something horrible where we've got a lawsuit and um, irreparable damage to this young woman. Uh, so th those are things that, you know, I think you need to keep in mind. Now, on the opposite side of that, as I said, um, you have people who think that their dogs are protecting them or they are um they will protect them or they're going to guard their property. And a lot of times that's just simply not true. Um, one of the things that people will say to me um, when their dogs are, you know, like especially little dogs because people pick up little dogs. They're holding the little dog and people will say, oh, my dog is, is protecting me. And really the dog is not protecting you because, first of all, you're not under any sort of threat. I think that dogs have a certain amount of discernment and they can tell um, that you don't, you're not really in any need of protection. And so that's the difference of a dog maybe being possessive of you. Um, like, for example, let's say a dog has a toy or a bone and you go over and, and you want to take it. The dog doesn't want you to have it and starts acting aggressive. The dog is not protecting their bone. The dog is being possessive of their bone. They don't want you um, to to have that. And so they're going to um, 
you know, start guarding it in that sense. That's not like, oh, my bone is going to get hurt. I don't want, I don't want that to happen. And so when a dog is doing that, that's an entirely different matter. Uh, and so a lot of times people think their dog is being noble um, when they're doing this and they're not being noble at all. They're just, you know, being, well, ill-mannered, let's just say. So that's kind of another twist to this. All right. Well, let's just see. Maybe we can take a caller before the break. Hello. Hello. How are you? Good. Joe. Hi, Joe. What's uh, up? Two things. You got to be careful. I think this even this is crazy. I think there's an app where you just go on, and a pet sitter they don't even meet you. They just come to the house. Are you talking about that Rover app? I well, there's one. I don't know the exact name, which I thought I heard about that. I says this is you know. Yeah. Well, I think there's an app called Rover, and pretty much anybody can apply to to work for them, so they don't have to have any kind of credentials whatsoever. Oh, I know that. I think what's even scary, I know, is that app or another one, you just line it up. Okay, I need a dog walker at 10. They just, oh, here, here's the, the key's going to be here. They don't even meet the dog, period. Well, that's, uh, yeah, <laughs> that's not another good. Thing too, <laughs> it might save a life. Um, I, the people that go in the house, even if the dog appears, I know something wouldn't happen. This woman happened with a Dalmatian. The dog tore, went into her. I, I, uh, even you know, if they had, even if they met the dog, everything seems okay. You might those, those people that do the pet sitters, they might want to think of uh, pepper gas when they come in the house. Carry it with them. Well, I think that a lot of that could be alleviated if, you know, people did what I was suggesting before, which is, of course, the first time you meet the dog without the person. Then you meet the dog with the, I mean, I said that actually opposite, meet the dog with the people there, but then have trial runs where you're going in and meeting the dog and the people aren't there, but they're there to intervene if there's a problem, because it's a totally different situation. I understand, but you never know. I know the side of the case, this woman was a dog trainer. And uh, this other woman I knew, she, in fact, she was going to law school. She was yep. taking care of this Dalmatian. It wasn't her dog. She would come over and take care of the Dalmatian yep. when the owner was away. Well, she was tied up, whatever. She was here, Pat, do you want to do it? She says, okay. So the dog trainers went and got attacked. And the other person, she was fine. You know, and I'm, I'm just saying, as a safeguard, bring pepper gas. <laughs> well, I don't, I don't know what the details of that situation are, but um, having pepper spray is probably not a bad idea because there's been many situations that I thought to myself, if somebody had pepper spray, this might have been a different outcome. Um, but, uh, you know, some of this stuff could be eliminated based on, you know, just really knowing what you're walking into uh, rather than just assuming that everything's going to be great just because you met them one time with the people there. That's, you know, not good. So, you know, no, pepper it's, spray, it's, not it's, a bad it's, idea. It's, but it's, 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 yeah, I mean, it's, um, which even, I got to find the name of that app. Well, but I know Rover is one no, of them. Actually, but they go on. I think I know someone did this. He goes on and says, I need a dog worker whatever time. He doesn't even meet the people. They cut the person. Well, that's crazy on everybody's they, point of view. I know. Because, I know. Uh, not I, only I, could I'm going to tell you a quick story. I had a, when I was traveling. Uh, I had a, I had a my vet tech recommended this guy. Okay. Came over. Uh, he was a vet tech. Blah blah blah. Uh, he was okay. I had one. I had two minor issues with him. Um, okay. But years later, I find out he wanted to be in jail. He was robbing people while he was in the house. Okay. You know, and this was recommended by the vet tech and everything, so you, you, you don't know. Right. Yeah. 
Well, I mean, there are people that are insured and bonded, and then if they do rob you, then their insurance will pay for it. So that might come in handy. Or, I, 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 I guess it wants the <laughs> aggravation, you know what I mean? Yeah, well, I mean, you got to be careful with anybody coming into your house and anybody handling your pet. And if people are handling dogs, they have to be careful, too. So well, Trust me, I went through a few. I mean, simple thing. Here's the yard. I don't want you walking them. I came back once. We you know I really wanted to walk them, but I told you not to. You know, I, it's simple things. I mean, the uh, setting the alarm off. And I'm in a meeting, and I get called out by an alarm company that the, the alarm is off. Yeah, well, those might be some red flags going here. No, I'm sorry. There was, I had a few. I mean, <laughs> yeah. it, it, well, we job. might want to be mindful of the red flags. Okay, Joe, I think All I right. have to go to a break. i got to go right. to the soft break here. Right. Um, Very good. But, uh, yeah, I mean, pepper spray, not a bad idea. I yeah, don't have any, but I've often thought that I should get some. Uh, I, I, don't leave, I don't leave home without it. I've <laughs> okay. used it, and I've used it against game, a game pit bull, a Rottweiler, and it works, trust me. Okay, you gotta all right. Research, uh, you got to research, you got to do the research on it. You don't spray into the wind because it'll come back. You yeah, know, well, <laughs> you don't spit in the wind either, right? <laughs> but, be, but yeah, but it, I, it, it can't hurt. That's the way I look at it. Yeah, well, it's probably a good idea. Okay, all right, well, safe. we got to go to a break. All right, be safe. Okay. Bye. Bye-bye. Okay, I guess we're going to a break, and we'll be right back. Pet Talk is back. Now Saturdays at 1 on WTIC News Talk 1080. Hello and welcome back to Pet Talk on WTIC. My name is Lori Fass, and I'm here today to talk to you about your pet's behavior, and it is a call-in show. We have Scott on hold. I'm going to get to him in a second, but if you want to call in, it's 860-522-WTIC or 1-800-966-WTIC. Hi, Scott. Hi, Lori. How are you today? I'm okay. How are you? I'm fine, thank you. Um, I just re- realized you're the, the dog trainer, correct? Correct. That's your specialty? Yes. Um, I might have, maybe I should be calling when the, the vet is on there, but well, you might maybe. be able to help me because I know you know a lot more than most. Um, I have a 11 year old golden retriever uh-huh. and she's got arthritis, uh, on both her, her legs. Okay. And, and it, I, I do give her some joint, I, I'm not home. I can't think of the name of it. Medication. Is it Dasaquin? I think that's the one. Okay. And um, I want you. One thing maybe you could help me with is, you know, we usually walk, and I, I take her well, two to three miles. But now that, you know, she still sometimes she hardly limps at all. Like in the morning, mm-hmm. and then as the day progresses, like going, uh, she always jumps up on my bed to sleep. And uh, I pick her. She knows now. She puts her paws up because it's too high for her, and I, I pick her up. What I'm trying to get at is, is, is it okay to walk her when she's got this arthritis? I don't well, want to you know, I it, think but. the thing is that uh, if you don't, if you stop walking her, then you're going to have some problems with muscle atrophy and the muscles are going to support. It's like you want to do some kind of movement. So the question is kind of picking the sweet spot of how much is good without being too much. Right. Okay. Right. So um, does she ha- does she ever take any kind of uh, pain medication? Um, 
I have anti-inflammatory medication. Well, a lot of vets prescribe gabapentin or Rimadol. Yeah. Do you have any of that? Think, yes. Okay. Remedol, I think it is. Okay. I wish I was home because I can't. All right. That, but, those are the most common ones that vets prescribe. Yeah. And do you give that to her as on an ad-needed basis? I've been giving it to her. I, I had it refilled because uh, it's quite expensive at the vets from Chewy. It's the same thing they have to call a prescription in. Yeah. I've been giving her, she's about 70 pounds. Um, you know, it says on the, it's like a syringe. Says how many pounds? Ten, twenty, thirty, forty, and you take it out the bottle, and then uh, I, she I put it in her mouth and she drinks it. Okay, no so problem. do you give that to her um... once a day? Okay, all right. Do you think I should do, do that? Uh, well, you know, you're going to have to kind of make sure that everything is okay. I mean, you have to. Um... There's not a magical formula. Um, mm -hmm. Some dogs really do benefit from having it every day, and other dogs, you can give it to them on an as-needed basis. Um, mm -hmm. I'm going to make a suggestion to you of a couple okay. other things that you could add uh, that are supplements that might be helpful that are not in the Desequin. Okay. Okay. Uh, one of them is um, it's Perna Sea Muscles. Oh, boy. Can you spell that? Uh, P-E-R-N-A. P-E-R-N-A? Yeah. C, like the ocean. Muscles, M-U-S-S-E-L-S. I'm sorry. P-E-R-N, as in Nancy, A as an apple. And then yes. what's after that? C, like the ocean. The ocean? Oh, is it O, you're saying? C. C. S-E-A. Like <laughs> Which is like the ocean. Oh, like the ocean. I <laughs> yes. thought you meant the letter. I was thinking the letter. No, C. no, no. Just like the ocean sea. The letter and, S. I got yeah, it. Yeah, and muscles, M-U-S-S-E-L-S. -S -S -S. Like, you know, the little, you know, yep. they're like. Yep, I got okay. it. All right. And then uh, also turmeric. Okay. okay. I knew somebody who had an arthritic dog, and they were just using turmeric, and it made a big difference. It's T-U-M-E-R-I-C? T-U-M-E-R-I-C, Yes. For some reason, I wish I was home. I'm in the parking lot here, uh, the hardware store. But, uh, well, if you forget, that, that that might be. I wrote it down, um, but can I buy that? Um, well, the Pernacy muscles used to be um, a, a dog supplement, and I don't remember what the name of it is. But you can just get it, like from Swanson Vitamins or something like that, which is a wholesale vitamin company. Okay, and same thing with turmeric. You can get that pretty much anywhere. Um, but prescription? Somewhere? No, 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 no. But you know what? I've got to go to a break. But you know what, Scott? Okay. If you forget or you want to know, check my website and then just email me and I'll email it I back to do. you. Okay? I will do. Okay. Thank you very much. All right. Have well, good luck to you. Take care. Thank now. you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Okay. We will be right back. WTIC News Talk 1080. I had a dog and his name was Blue. I had a dog, his name was Blue. I had a dog and his name was Blue. And I bet you five dollars is a good one too. Hello and welcome back to WTIC's Pet Talk. You're listening to Lori Fass. I am 
the behavior edition of the show. And I started the show talking about um, a news story where a young woman who was hired as a pet sitter um, ended up getting very badly mauled. And um, so it's kind of bringing up um, the subject of when is a dog safe, when isn't it safe, what you should be doing to be careful, um, and just things related to that. And one of the things that comes to mind is um, beware of dog signs. So this particular situation that I just described to you, this Texas situation, um, the people that had the two dogs had some kind of a sign on their door that said, Something I don't remember exactly, but it was something to the effect of that the dogs will go crazy when they hear the doorbell ringing. And um, I guess the young woman who was mauled is suing the pet owners. And one of the things that um, is being used as evidence against them is that they had this sign on their door. And I mean, when I saw the sign initially, it looked to me more like it was almost a semi-joke type of a sign. But I think that the point that I want to bring up about this is uh, people think that putting up beware of dog signs is a good idea. And I'm going to tell you two reasons why it's not a good idea. Reason number one is what I'm kind of alluding to right now, which is that if you put up a beware of dog sign and your dog actually does bite someone, then that's you so much as admitting that you know your dog has a problem and actually from a liability point of view putting up a beware of dog sign is worse for you not better and I remember having this conversation with my brother who is a lawyer and he used this as an example he said Suppose you decided you wanted to put landmines in your front yard and then you put a sign up that said beware of landmines and somebody comes in your yard and sets off a landmine. Are you off the hook because you put the sign up that said beware of landmines? Well, absolutely not. That's absurd. Okay. So if you put up a sign that says beware of dog and then your dog comes out and bites somebody, well, that is evidence that you knew that your dog would bite somebody. And so you're almost admitting that you have a problem here. So from that point of view, not a great idea. Now, the other point of view might be that Perhaps you're putting this sign up so people might be more cautious and maybe be a little bit hesitant to just walk into your yard. And I'm going to tell you right now, people don't listen or pay any attention to signs. I've worked with a lot of dogs who are territorially aggressive, and many of these people have beware of dog signs. In one instance, uh, yeah, there's probably enough beware of dog signs to side half of her house, and her dog was behind the fence and barking like crazy. That Either one of those two things might have been, hello, let's maybe not go into the yard, and people kept doing it and doing it, and it was ridiculous. And so um, we got the dog trained enough that we could stop it on a command if someone was there to supervise this. Um, but then the answer became that the door and the, um, the gate needed to be locked so no one could open it. So even though you have 900 beware of dog signs, your dog is snarling and lunging and acting like Cujo, uh, that's not going to stop people from opening the door and going in there. So as far as I'm concerned, beware of dog signs are just a waste of time and potentially even a bad idea. So 
You know, you might want to think about that. I mean, maybe you could put up a beware of dog sign if you have like a little five pound chihuahua and it's kind of a joke or something. I don't know. But other than that, nah, not not so great. So the other thing that I had talked about is um, people wanting to train their dogs to be protective. Um, and then, of course, most of the time when people contact me, it's not so much they want to train their dogs to be protective. It's usually the opposite. They want their dog to not be so protective. Now, there are certain kinds of things that, frankly, are the nature of the dog. So, for example, uh, when I got trained to be a trainer, I studied with someone who did a big business with guard dogs. So I didn't set out to learn about guard dogs, but I happen to know a lot about guard dogs. And one of the things that is true is there are dogs who would be referred to as area guard dogs. And those are highly protective of a space or an area. Those dogs are just that way. Nobody trained them to do that. They just are. Um, the area guard dogs that were protecting, you know, car dealerships or junkyards or whatever were dogs that were donated to the school because they were unmanageable as pets. Because these dogs' attitude was, if you cross into my space, I will bite you. That is not something you train a dog to do. Either they do it or they don't do it. It's as simple as that. Um, if you have a dog protecting you, that's a completely different matter. Uh, and dogs perceive it differently, too. Dogs don't necessarily have a great attachment to property, and it's maybe not even worth their trouble to get into a hassle with somebody over some property. But if somebody is hurting you, um, a lot of dogs who wouldn't really care that much if you broke into their space would do something about it if uh, you personally were getting attacked. As a matter of fact, I know of a situation where a cat protected somebody who was being attacked. Um, the cat jumped out from underneath a blanket and jumped on uh, this intruder's face and started clawing the heck out of him. And it was because the intruder started attacking the person that the cat loved, which is completely different than going into a space. So if you have a dog who's extremely territorial of space, you're always going to have to be cautious. You're always going to have to keep your door locked. You're always going to have to have the dog under a command. On the other hand, if you have a dog who really doesn't care, you're not going to train them to care because they don't care. Okay. So anyway, let me see what is up with Robert. Hi, Robert. Yeah. Hello. I like your show. I listen to it periodically. Uh, yeah. It's interesting that somebody said the same thing about beware of dog sign. Uh -huh. And uh, there was a store, the lady had a beware of dog sign and, you know, you'd go into the store. It's like an old pharmacy uh -huh. and people were, people were shocked and they'd like, what's up with, there was like a 17-year-old dog laying on the ground. <laughs> yeah. And they're like, just beware of the dog. Don't trip on her. Yeah, right. <laughs> but but the thing is, if you have the um, uh, slippery caution in the store, uh -huh. a sign that says caution wet floor, if you're going to be held responsible if someone slips and falls, why why even put the slippery sign up this like sounds a like a this sounds like a call for law talk <laughs> but, but i don't know yeah, that's exactly a... <laughs> but i, I thought you think about beware of dog but i still think it is good if you got beware of dog sign in in your house 
And, and uh, you know, even Amazon comes up, but they get bit. They're going to get 15 grand right off the top from your insurance company. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, know, every yeah, situ- I'm sure every situation is a little different. Um, so, you know, I really can't be speaking too much but, but you on got the legal you, got show. You, have, you have a good show. I like, listen to it. And you know, what I think, too, for what it's worth, I don't know, you probably know more about dogs than me, but I think the dog treats are the worst thing you can give a dog. And uh, I brought my dog to, uh, to where they get groomed. And uh, this, I had one dog lasted like 21 years, Shih Tzu, and he says, oh, you're giving your dog treats. I'm like, what are you talking about? He's like, I see it bleeding out of its eyes. Well, I mean, and there's like, there's good dog treats and bad dog treats. But, yeah, like, yeah, but I think, you know, I, well, you know, I don't know. I just think I just, if you could promote that, I'd rather give them ham and cheese or something than... Uh, well, I mean, there's than, dog treats that are freeze-dried liver or have really great ingredients. It's just like, you know what it'd be like saying, don't give your child too many snacks. Well, if their snacks are... Twinkies and uh, soda. Well, yeah, not a good idea. But if they're snacks, carrots, peanut butter, uh, you know, so there's good and bad. And yeah, don't give your dog junk. I'll go along with that. You've got a great show, though. I do listen to you. And, uh, you know, just about the beware of dog sign. I still think they're still good. But I'm just just speaking from my experience. Okay, my the my biggest experience is that people just don't even pay attention to it at all. Okay, so so if you think that people are going to, you know, actually beware of anything you know you could say beware you're going to drop two thousand oh, feet into halloween. an abyss and people will walk into it anyway <laughs> I don't yeah yeah so. even halloween i hear a lot of halloween every year like i don't know they're saying thousand kids get bit in halloween from dogs yeah well, going just to well that's a they got a trick that year i guess right yeah, yeah, <laughs> no yeah. yeah you got a great year. show though yeah that's uh keep it up yeah okay well thanks for calling okay uh, okay bye-bye. take care bye-bye Okay, I think we might need to go to another break, and we'll be right back. Standing on a corner with a low-down blues, great big hole in the bottom of my shoes. Honey, let me be your salty dog. Hello, and let welcome back to WTIC's Pet This is the Behavior Honey, Edition, and my name is Lori Fass. I'm here until the top of the hour. So, oh, what do we got? Maybe 15 minutes, a little less. Uh, so if you'd like to call in, I can still get you. And the numbers would be 1-800-966-WTIC or 860-522-WTIC. So today's topic, we're talking about dogs who are protective, dogs who are overprotective, um, what kinds of consequences can happen as a result of that. And uh, I was saying that if a dog is protective of your territory, they just are, and you're not going to make them not. I remember I got a phone call from someone who had a German Shepherd, not to single out German Shepherds particularly. And uh, she was very upset. She had recently moved. Um, There was a number of things going on in her life that were quite chaotic and upsetting anyway. And this was not somebody I had worked with, but um, she had a German Shepherd. And uh, she said that um, in her new house, apparently the lock on the front door wasn't working very well. And so somebody opened the door and came in and her dog bit them. And I asked her, um, had she had any training? And she said, yes, she did. And I I asked her a number of questions. For example, um, okay, if you were standing there and you told your dog to go lay down, would he have done it? She said, yes. 
And I said, if you told your dog, stop and come, would he do it? And she said, yes. And I said, so you weren't there and somebody just walked into your house. And she said, yes. So I said, well, it sounds like you did a very good job training your dog. And so you don't have a training problem. You have a lock problem because you have a very territorial dog who thinks if somebody just walks in uninvited with no other specific instructions, that that's what he's supposed to do. And so there's no more training that I can do. Um, it sounds like you did a good job. Whoever helped you did a good job. Um, but that's an unreasonable expectation to expect that somebody's going to walk in and uh, your dog's not going to get mad. Now, sometimes people have a, kind of an opposite point of view. Uh, years ago, I met a couple that uh, used to have a German Shepherd who was extremely territorial, and they were very happy about that. They didn't have a lot of visitors, and they really liked the idea that their dog was protecting their space. And that dog passed away, and then they got another dog. And the second dog that they got was probably the biggest Doberman that I have ever seen in my life. I mean, he was probably the size of a Great Dane. He was huge. He could walk by the counter and just pick stuff up without even having to stretch. And he was also a big clown. He was a big doofball. Um, he would get on the counter, just pick a... a big knife and stick it in his mouth and just hop around the dining room table like a kangaroo where everybody's chasing him and screaming and he thought that was hilarious and he loved everybody and of course people would see this gigantic Doberman and they would take a step back because he had a very imposing look and presence about him but he was very very friendly and super sweet really nice dog and the people that had this dog were extremely disappointed they wanted a dog to be area protective. And um, I remember this dog's name. His name was Kuno. <laughs> and um, he wasn't. He just wasn't. And we were not going to get him to be either. It's just not going to happen. That's not his personality. Not going to do it. Now, I had said earlier that just because a dog is not area protective doesn't mean that they're not protective of you. And I also mentioned um, the idea of training. And as I said, I, I know how to do protection training. I know how to do guard dog training. I don't generally do it, but I know how to do it. And years ago, I used to have a German Shepherd that I trained to do bite work. So um, he was trained that if I said to him, watch him, he'd go rah, 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 and act all, you know, like he's going to bite you. And if I told him, get him, he would bite. That's what he was trained to do. He was also probably one of the most friendly dogs you'd ever want to meet in your life. Um, and dogs who are trained to do bite work are not necessarily uh, area protective or unapproachable. It's just something that they're trained to do that they kind of like doing. Well, at the time that I had my German Shepherd that I trained to do this, I also had a Newfoundland. And my Newfoundland thought that doing bite work was probably one of the stupidest things he had ever seen in his life. And um, so dogs that like doing this stuff, it's like, oh, yeah, there's a guy in a suit. We can bite the sleeve. Oh, yay. But get him. Yay. Woohoo. And they think it's really fun. And um, that's that's fine because that's what you do in, you know, police work. That's what you do in sport work. That's what you do. Now, trying to present that to my Newfoundland, he just thought, give me a break. This guy is obviously just playing some dumb game, and I'd rather go swimming. Uh, you know, if, you, if I think you're drowning or something, I'll, I'll tow you around in the water, but don't expect me to get excited about that because as far as I'm concerned, that's completely idiotic. So um, I wanted to see what would he do 
if he thought that I was actually getting hurt. So I tried to figure out how I could set this up where it'd be as realistic as possible because, you know, he's pretty smart. So it'd been a little hard to pull a fast one on him. So what I did is I double leashed him, meaning he had two leashes, two collars, hooked to a very sturdy chain link fence. I made sure that the wind was blowing away, so not towards him. I had somebody... He did know who it was, but I had them with a hood and a ski mask and, you know, kind of pulling the hood up and hunching over. And they had um, a cardboard tube that came from wrapping paper. So it was kind of this long cardboard tube that also makes a loud noise if, if you hit something with it. So I stood about, oh, I don't know, maybe I'll say about eight feet away from my Newfoundland who was now tied to the fence. And then this person that we prearranged to do this came lurking around the corner and started coming at me with his cardboard tube and started smacking me with a tube. And I put my arms up in a defensive posture and started acting like I was getting hurt. And I didn't know what he was going to do. It was just, you know, like a test. Well, I got to tell you, he really surprised me because I'm very glad I had two leashes on him because he made this god-awful growling, snarling, lunging, foaming at the mouth. I mean, he, he was serious. He wasn't kidding around. So when he thought that I was actually getting hurt, he showed a side of him that I never saw and I never saw again. And uh, if you came into my house, he'd be like, yeah, yeah, hey, how you doing? If you were kind of annoying, he'd be like, yeah, whatever, uh, I don't care. And so on the surface, he seemed like he was quite a docile guy, and in many ways he was, and he was certainly very friendly. But as I say, protecting you personally and protecting you Protecting a space are two entirely different matters. And um, if you have a dog that protects space, uh, that, that can be very, that can not be good. Um, sometimes when you have dogs that are protecting space like that, it really is a, a great deal of liability. And, um, you know, not all dogs have the discretion to, to understand. And that's kind of what happened in that mauling situation. Uh, the this young woman came into the house and there were people there and the dogs were fine. Yes, you were let in. We see that. That's great. Uh, but then when she came in by herself, the dog said, hey, nobody let you in. You're not supposed to be here. And then proceeded to seriously injure her. They didn't know she was the dog sitter. They didn't get that memo. And just meeting a dog one time does not mean that that dog now knows you. That's not enough time to really get to know a dog. Now, Looking into, you know, you, as I say, you start watching this video, then you start watching that video. So there were multiple videos where people were trying to break into people's homes and they were really trying to hurt people and they were really breaking in. And the dog said, no, I don't think so. And went after the people and scared them away. And that turned out to be favorable. The dog in this case was a hero. OK, but it's kind of, you know, it's um. It's not always that easy to see. Sometimes people think that they're, they really know what their dog will do. And you, frankly, until you actually do it, you probably don't know. I mean, I could probably take an educated guess because I've been around enough dogs to see what they will and will not do. Um, but in reality, until you actually put it to the test, you really, really don't know. Um, so I just wanted to make one other comment, which I already talked a little bit about before, which is that if a dog is going to protect an area, 
they either are or they are not. And I have seen where in terms of people who are promoting guard dog training as a thing where they're giving information that is incorrect. So uh, I remember one story was somebody came into somebody's house, the dog was not protective, and they said, oh, well, see that? Your dog is hiding under the table. If we train him, then he won't do that anymore. And then they did this very long, expensive training program. Then when he came into the house the next time after all this training, he had the sleeve on and the dog's biting the sleeve. Well, you know what? The dog knows you. This is a choreographed routine. When you came into the house the first time and the dog was hiding under the table, when the new stranger comes into the house and acts all aggressive, your dog is going to be hiding under the table again. So this real expensive choreographed routine that you just paid for, you just flushed your money down the toilet. Because if a dog has the ability to do it and the propensity to do it, they will do it. If they don't, you're not going to train them to do it. And if they do it, you're not going to train them to not do it either. The best that you can do is the situation like I described um, with the young woman who had the German Shepherd, who was very well trained, with supervision, with proper locks. So, yeah, it's not always a simple this or that type situation. So hopefully that was informative. Um, I will be on again next week, and then the following week will be the veterinary edition. So if you want to get in touch with me off the air, look at my website, LoriFastDogTraining.com, and I hope you enjoy the rest of your weekend. Take care. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.